This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. There's a new era in Twins baseball, and this is the show that keeps you in tune with the team's fresh approach. It's Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, featuring insight on the new direction, interviews with your favorite players, and more. Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins is presented by Discover St. Louis Park. Stay, shop, eat, and play comfortably close to Target Field. Find it all at discoverstlouispark.com. Now, here's Chris Atterbury. Well, good evening and welcome once again to our uh, Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. It must be winter. We must be sneaking up on baseball season as we are back for our second edition of the year, working our way towards Twins Winter Caravan, which amazingly starts next week. You know that because the mercury is dropping. And then, of course, Twins Fest and right on into a very early start to spring training. Great show here tonight. General Manager Thad Levine is with us in studio. Uh, and obviously, uh, he's got a lot on his plate. Uh, he and Derek dealing with a lot of different uh, roster issues, decisions to be made. And speaking of which, Brian Dozier is joining us on the show here this evening as well. That should be a whole lot of fun as we'll check in with the uh, Twins second baseman. Uh, we're also going have three cuts with that which should be fun uh, and update you on some of the other goings-ons as far as twins news is concerned we're brought to you by discover st louis park uh you can catch us of course all across our network and for those of you facebook living with us i don't really know is that a verb can i turn that into a gerund do you think absolutely we're facebook living tonight so uh you can join us that way also streaming at twinsbaseball.com and a special treat tonight all our bumper music that's straight off brian dozier's players playlist because well dustin hasn't had a chance to corner thad and get his players playlist just yet without any further ado thad we appreciate you uh joining us i know that uh well you got bautista waiting for you murray's down the block so we're going to be very quickly all sorts of stories swirling around the twins and additions not additions is that just par for the course this time of year and and what are right now top of mind issues that you and derek are dealing with you know it's it's, it's a it's a been a very unique offseason in the sense that since the flurry of trades at the winter death at the winter meetings it seems as if the minnesota twins have garnered a lot of the headlines and it's been primarily centered around Brian Dozier with a later drop-in by Jose Bautista and some innuendo about us meeting with his agents. And in practice, like, you know, we've, we've said this before, it's a bit of a refrain of ours, but a lot of the, the media re- representations aren't exactly 100% accurate. The one thing I would say relative to, to Brian specifically is it's remarkable the pressures that these guys have on them surrounding when they're rumored to be in trades. And we've done the best we can in terms of communicating with both Brian and his agent through this process, answering any questions they may have. The best we could in terms of like telling him what the next phase of this may look like. But in practice, he's the one who's had to live through this. And I think the holiday season is a real tough time for players when they're in these kind of limbo states. They have a lot of loved ones who are asking them, hey, what's going on? And it's tough for when, for them to continually have to answer, I don't know. And so I have a ton of respect for how he's handled himself. The fans should be really proud of him. I mean, what he does on the field is, you know, unparalleled in the game. What he does off the field is equally impressive. 
it's really tough on these players this time of year. But getting back to your question, you know, Derek and I are responsible this time of year to really canvas all the the remaining free agents, a few trade negotiations that are still going on. But as you can appreciate, it's January 11th, and, and players want to know where they're going to land, and there are a handful of free agents out there who have a real chance to impact major league teams. We're going to stay in touch with all those agents. Whether we're formally meeting with them or just speaking with them is a little bit of uh, maybe secondary to, to the point that we're staying in touch because if we have a means to improve the 2017 team, we're going to do that. And the idea of a deadline that, well, okay, by this date, nope, we're not going to do anything. Is that maybe a little bit uh, fantastical to even think about because you never know when a crazy offer is going to come? I mean, you have to leave all doors open at this point, don't you? I think that's the obligation we have to ownership here to our fans, to our players, which is we're never going to narrow the field of our ability to help the franchise in the short and long term. So any sort of deadline or saying that we can't work with specific teams because of how they've worked with us in the past, Derek and I will never do that. We will never curtail our ability to improve the club. So in a sense, in this case in particular, it was reported that there was a hard and fast deadline, I can assure you that that's not the way we're going to op- operate. First of all, we would never use that as a ploy just to leverage a negotiation. I think that's pretty flimsy and transparent on, on its own merits. And then secondarily, as I said, you know, the reality is there's going to be a point in time in this offseason where we may not stop initiating calls, but we're always going to pick up our, the phone and hear teams out. Like We would be uh, imprudent not to do that. And I assure you, Derek and I will never let one of our individual principles get in the way of helping this franchise. So we'll never put ourselves in intractable positions that will cost this franchise in the near or long term. Now, you mentioned that there are a lot of big name and and very productive free agents still looking for homes. Do you think there's one major domino that needs to fall and we're going to see a a flurry? Are we coming to a point in time where there's going to be kind of a crazy rush on some of these names? The two areas where it seems like there's still a glut in the marketplace is is the bats. You know, you you still have a handful of really valuable bats in the marketplace. Derek and I were talking the other day, you know, in our game, I think we de-emphasize the home run, but have we done it to the point where the National League home run leader and Chris Carter and the American League home run leader and Mark Trumbo are both free agents as of January 11th, and there's not a whole lot of rumors surrounding those two guys. In addition, you've got a handful of other guys who are out there on the market right now, all of whom hit 25-plus home runs. Trevor Plouffe just signed recently, but he had been one of those guys. The second group of that is, is the relievers. You know, there are a handful of relievers out there is it safe to say if one of these guys fall, maybe a bunch of them will? It feels that way. But right now, you know, I'm sure some of those guys are looking and saying how many seats are really available. And I think agents are, are looking to strike on deals once, you know, teams show some real level of sincerity. You mentioned the relievers, and obviously every team can, can stand to have more arms. And we'll get to the two that you added to your spring training roster uh, in a moment. But in the last several years, we've seen some crazy contracts for relievers, and God bless him for getting the money. Three years uh, and six million a year, seven million dollars a year for guys. Zach Duke had a had a big deal. These are setup guys, situational guys who are costing teams a lot of money. Uh, do you think that part of the stalemate with relief arms is that teams are trying to discover or bet on their own young? less expensive arms to do that job, and and as a result, maybe we'll see the years come back or the money dialed back a bit? You know, I I think fundamentally we don't aspire to do crazy deals. That's one of the things we're not (laughs) aspiring to do. Wait, wait, I'm going to write that down. Fundamentally, (laughs) no crazy deals. (laughs) Right. Uh, But secondarily, I I do think one of the things that's lost in an offseason is how tough it is to be an agent. So, you know, you referenced the the deal of Zach Duke, you know, and I think this offseason was Brett Cecil when St. Louis Cardinals signed him to the deal they did. I think the real challenge of an agent is 
does that establish the value of your player who is yet to sign? Is that now a benchmark for you, or is that a one-off deal and there are only a few of those each offseason and you may have just missed it and you, you can't use that as a benchmark moving forward? I think the timing of when agents strike in the offseason is really almost an art form. And you see some of these guys strike early, you, you scratch your head either, hey, that was a little bit below market or above market, and then you look as the offseason progresses and you find out, you know, Kendris Morales is a perfect example that I could think of. He signs for three times 11 with the Toronto Blue Jays. Maybe he had the foresight to realize there were so many bats out there, so many professional hitters, that he didn't want to get caught up in that, that storm and he wanted to strike early. Could he have done better if he waited? Maybe. But now, you know, you look at a handful of guys who are out there. You mentioned Bautista earlier. Who knows where he's going to land, but, but you know, all of a sudden Kendris Morales' deal now looks pretty favorable to Kendris Morales. So I think there's a timing element for the agents that is really kind of a dance. So there's anybody can kind of empirically understand the true value of a player in the marketplace, but then when will the market bear that value or bear more, or quite frankly, when are you going to be left without a seat and it may bear less? Yeah, and we may see some of those one-year deals that Nelson Cruz turned into security in, in Seattle. Trumbo similar on the one-year deal, has yet to turn that into a, a long-term deal. I mentioned the arms, Vogelsong, Ryan Vogelsong, a, a respected pro. He battled his way back from going to Japan. Uh, tough break last year when he got hit with the line drive. And then a guy you're very familiar with, Nick Tepish. These deals both seem like very little risk and a whole lot of upside for the Minnesota Twins. You know, one thing that Derek and I have been talking about all off season is a focus on trying to bring in good guys who are good leaders, obviously also have talent, who we can put around some of our younger players and, and be some guys who could who could lead by example. I think Ryan Vogelsong is a perfect guy like that. You know, he's, he's for lack of a better term, he's a utility pitcher. He can start, he can relieve, he can pitch long, he can pitch late. Um, he's a guy who's like a perfect guy for, for Paul and Neil Allen to use throughout the course of the season as they see fit. He's going to come into camp, he's going to compete for a spot. Similarly, I think the flip side of this, that, that is he looks at our situation as a, as a great opportunity for him to compete. That is what we should be at this juncture. Like We should be home to a lot of uh, veteran guys who may look at our opportunity. Not all of them will make our team, but I think a few of them will have a chance to impact it. In Nick Tepish, you've got a guy who you know some fans may feel like he's been around for a while. He's 28 years old. University of Missouri, great success there, great success with the, the Texas Rangers, has pitched around a little bit, coming back from an injury. But we look at him as a guy who really has a chance to compete for our team as well. He's going to be a starting pitcher who's going to most likely impact the 2017 Minnesota Twins, whether that's officially on opening day or later in the season, that I don't know. But I do believe he's going to have a chance to impact us. Be the depth, that layer of depth that you need behind your first starting five, such that when and if you do incur an injury, uh, you don't have a huge drop-off from the first five to the next two or three guys. General Manager Thad Levine, kind enough to join us here on Deep Cuts. And one more question. We're going to run a little long, but uh, worth asking you, uh, Derek, and, and a host of folks from the organization headed to the Dominican Republic uh, to open up what's going to be a gorgeous new shared academy there for the Twins. Not only is that a big part of the infrastructure you're building towards the big league club with, but will you take that opportunity while you're in the Dominican Republic to catch up with a Miguel Sano, to find a, an Urban Santana a chance to get some face time? Absolutely. So for, first on, on the, the facilities, I think it can't be lost in the shuffle, the facilities that the Minnesota Twins have invested in. I mean, everyone's very familiar with Target Field, but the Dominican complex is going to be state-of-the-art. Fort Myers is state-of-the-art. Those facilities, do, they're, they're difference-making. And when your payroll is kind of more in the middle of the pack, when you are spending on some of the infrastructure and some of the research and development components uh, of your, your franchise, you have a chance to have a competitive advantage. And I think we look at the, the Dominican Academy 
Bill Smith, Dan Starkey have done a tremendous job of engineering that from a baseball and an operations perspective. We feel it's going to be a bona fide uh, competitive advantage. You mentioned Irvin Santana. Irvin Santana and Danny Santana, to the best of my knowledge, are actually going to attend the event down there. It means enough to them. They have enough pride about being affiliated with the Minnesota Twins and the investment it's making in their home country. They're going to actually attend the event. We're excited to see them down there. To the best of our knowledge right now, Miguel Sano is actually in Fort Myers working out. We're going to let him stay there, get ready for spring training, and not ask him to come to the event down in uh, the Dominican. All right, good stuff. Now, we got Brian Dozier coming up after the break, so don't call him between now and the break because you'll really mess up our show, okay? Absolutely. Happy to oblige. All right, that's that. Levine, Twins General Manager. This is Deep Cats. Again, this bumper music straight off of Brian Dozier's Players Playlist with Dustin Morris. You can hear it on uh, Go 96.3 all summer long. So uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, Brian Dozier joins us right here on your home for Twins Baseball. This is the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. The bumper music, of course, courtesy of last year's Players Playlist with uh, Brian Dozier. I know, Brian, you can't hear it, but that was a little Walk the Moon. That was in your heavy Big. rotation, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. A little shut up and dance. Reminds me of Eduardo Escobar. Come on, dance and song together. <laughs> Every song's a dancing song with uh, with Eduardo Escobar. That's uh, one thing exactly. that, that is true. Uh, obviously, Brian, it has been a very uneventful, quiet off season for you. Uh, just kind of going about your business. Nobody talking about anything or asking you. Uh, uncomfortable questions. We just had, we just had Thad Levine on, and, and and Thad was great in terms of talking about what's going on with any potential homes for Brian Dozier, whether it's as a foundation of this Twins team and organization, which is what you are, uh, or potentially another organization. And he was incredibly complimentary of how you've handled this whole thing because it's a very awkward spot where, uh, as you know, in a business, the team has to uh, pick up the phone when when anybody calls, but by the same token. Uh, it's a sign of respect to you from others around the league as well as this club. Very complimentary of, of how you've dealt with this, but it's not easy. And I know you've made it look easy, but how has it been for you and your family in terms of dealing with uh, an off season where your name seems to pop up trending for all sorts of different reasons? Well, you, you hit the nail on the head as far as uh, definitely an awkward off season. I think we live in a world uh, today with, with society, everything's uh, media related and, and blown up and you can, see certain things, you know, right when you wake up and look on the internet. And that's kind of been the most unique thing about all this. Uh, everything's public. You know, myself, I'd like for a lot of things to fly under the radar, so to speak, or whatever. But, you know, waking up, you know, every morning and reading something different about other teams and interested or not and the talks and progressing and regressing and everything, it can get exhausting at times. But uh, but to be honest with you, my wife and I, we've kind of uh, taken it in stride. Uh, it's been pretty eventful, I guess, uh, from uh, the, the Dozier household. Uh, looking at certain different situations and landing spots and all that. But at the end of the day, it kind of just, um, I hate to be cliche about it, but it kind of is what it is. And we've taken it pretty good. Uh, I know the twins with Derek and Thad, they've been pretty, uh, pretty upfront with me for the most part, I guess, about uh, through this whole offseason and process. So uh, that's helped out a little bit. But yeah, it is what it is. And it's, uh, but it can be exhausting. Absolutely. Now, on the bright side, I guess it's nice we want it, right? I mean, it's nice to know that championship caliber clubs are, are want you, that the twins. Uh, certainly value you as well, and that's not something every ball player can say. So that is, I guess, a silver lining that, uh, however things end up, and as you can say, there's nothing you or I are going to be able to do about it. It's it's going to be because you're valued and valued very highly. 
Well, it, it's uh, it's one of those things that it was definitely a learning experience, eye-opening experience uh, this off season for me, just as far as, uh, I don't know, kind of digging deeper into, um, you know, how other clubs value, how the Twins value and that kind of thing. And uh, you see this a lot when it comes free agency time, and obviously I'm two years away from that. But it's um, you start to see a lot of different things, more of the business side of it, of the ins and outs of the business part, um, more than ever. And that's kind of been the um, the more of the eye opening learning experience for me. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy at times, but you take it in stride. Yeah, and uh, you're handling it obviously very well. See, if you only hit like four home runs, this probably wouldn't even be a conversation. <laughs> go off and you you clobber forty plus, and this is what happens. I want to talk to you a little bit about another change in the organization. You hit all the home runs last year that people talk about. And you spent a lot of time with Tom Brunanski. I mean, going back yeah. to you guys playing golf and he really noticing off the tee box about kind of your power swing. You and Bruno spent an awful lot of time together. He's a first-class guy. He's no longer around. James Rousen's going to be the new hitting coach. Uh, what was that transition? Here's one that didn't involve you by name but certainly impacts you in, in a lot of ways. How has that transition been for you? Yeah, I was actually in in Taiwan when I heard uh, about uh, them letting Bruno go, and and then I made it a point uh, right when I got back uh, to give him a call. We, me and Bruno, talked for uh, a while on the phone, and you know, mainly about a lot of different things and uh, what the future holds for him and that kind of thing. And you know, Bruno is not just. Uh, you know, been a hitting coach for me. You know, we go back all the way from Double A all the way to where we are now. That's that's talking, you know, seven years. And we're very close, and you know, I just wanted to express to him how much he's mean to me. Obviously, we're going to keep uh, just what he's done for me and my is pretty uh, exceptional. Just the amount of time we've worked together, the amount of time he's put in to help uh, transition everything from double A to just going on my sixth year in the big leagues and uh, the steps we've taken, me and him together. It's been pretty amazing. I just wanted to thank him. And uh, we do have a new hitting coach, Rouse. And we, uh, me and James have had a um, uh, one talk this off season, which went very well. And uh, his plan and his goals as an offensive unit. So that's a, uh, that'll be good. It'll be an easy transition. I've heard a lot of good things about him. But it was sad to, to see Bruno go because uh, me and him were uh, very, very close, and we kind of worked well together. Uh, Brian, the, the off season amazingly somehow has disappeared practically. We're, we're sneaking up on Caravan and Twins Fest and, and mm-hmm. on into spring training, and I don't know where it went. Uh, you keep yourself pretty busy, whether it's with your outdoor pursuits, whether it's with family stuff. And you mentioned Taiwan. Also, Nicaragua has been a big part of uh, of, of your family's offseason the last couple of years. Uh, I told you if you hit a bunch of home runs, you'd have all sorts of big leaguers digging ditches uh, in foreign countries trying to, to, to follow your program. Is that on your docket again this year? Well, we... Uh... You know, we took a my wife and I took a uh, and pickle. I got to start throwing pickle. My yeah, dog. Yeah, get in pickle there. in there for Dustin uh, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she now nah, she's a French bulldog. She can't swim. She go tr- retrieve a duck and she sink right to the bottom like an anchor. <laughs> but uh, but she uh, now but uh, we took a couple months and uh, kind of laid low and and uh, took a little small vacations and that kind of thing. We went to Taiwan uh, for the, the MLB ambassador tour. We spent um, six days in Taipei and then three days in Tokyo, and then we came back through, and on the way back, we went to Phil Hughes' wedding out in Napa Valley, which was amazing. And uh, so we that's pretty much like a, a two-week vacation right there. And, and then you started back working out and all that kind of stuff and uh, mixed in with, I seem like, every weekend uh, since I've been back from Taiwan, I've been uh, going hunting over to my land and uh, a lot of deer hunting and duck hunting. That's been the fun part of the off season, as it always is. And 
We didn't get a chance to do a uh, mission trip this year. That's something that we always try to do in the off season, but uh, with our schedule, it kind of didn't work out this year. But uh, but other than that, yeah, spring training is right around the corner. I finally picked up the bat um, and start took a few cuts for the first time a couple of days ago. So a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of things to work out before spring training. <laughs> Well, I'm sure Pickle will keep a good eye on you as you uh, go through the early stages of uh, of getting that uh, rust shaking off that bat. Brian, Absolutely. we appreciate it, as always. Always great to catch up with you and look forward to seeing you soon. All right, guys. Appreciate it, Chris. All right, that's Brian Dozier. This is Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. It's brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. Stick around. Some information about Twins Caravan and some other goings-ons coming up next on your home for Twins Baseball. This is Brian Dozier, and you're listening to the Alternative Channel on 96.3, your home for Twins Baseball. Chris Atterbury welcoming you back to Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. Pleased to have you with us. Brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. We've heard from General Manager Thad Levine. We've heard from Brian Dozier. And uh, obviously those two guys have been linked a lot this offseason. Great stuff from both of them. One thing we also learned, French Bulldogs cannot swim. Sink, just like anchors if you try to send them to fetch a duck. So there's that. Never uh, let it be said this is not an educational program. Let's educate you a little bit about Twins Winter Caravan. It starts on Monday, amazingly enough. First two legs will be out. Dick Bramer will be out with Paul Molitor, Ryan Presley, and Brandon Kinsler. Corey Provis will be out with Hector Santiago and Eduardo Escobar and Jack Morris. Uh, then the following week, I will be out uh, with uh, Trevor May, Byron Buxton, Dan Gladden will be out and about as well. John Ryan Murphy and Jose Barrios. 48 cities in all. It's a great tradition. We hope to see you somewhere out there on the Caravan Trail. You can find detailed schedules online. Also, the announcement uh, today, officially 20 games aired across our network during spring training, including six simulcasts, the first coming up on Friday, February 24th. Coming up next here on Deep Cuts, it's Thad Levine taking three cuts on your home for Twins baseball. You're listening to Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins on 96.3, the alternative channel in your home for Twins baseball. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. Chris Atterbury with you from our network headquarters here at Target Field. Reminder, next week, uh, Twins Winter Caravan kicks off. We will be back Wednesday night as usual. We'll hear from Paul Molitor and Joe Maurer next week. Should be a whole lot of fun. We had Thad Levine on earlier today. Brian Dozier as well. want to thank uh, both of them for joining us. And we can't let uh, Thad, as a newcomer, out of here without taking three cuts with us, as is our want during uh, each uh, edition of Deep Cuts brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. All right, Thad, here we go. You're a uh, you're a smart guy, interesting guy. You're a good conversationalist. This should be easy for you. No grilling. We'll start with a simple question. Give me the three most influential and or famous Thads in history. Ooh. Yeah. Well, Thaddeus Koskiowski, was a, there's a bridge named after him. I, I think he may be Polish. Is the bridge as long <laughs> as his name? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like Saltalamaki on the back of his jersey. <laughs> it makes a big uh, upside down yeah, horseshoe. He yeah. needs Jim Tomey's back to be able to, <laughs> to, be able yeah. to spell that out. St. Jude Thaddeus, who's, I think, my namesake, a patron saint of lost causes, if you will. I guess people who... Fans did not want to hear that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> people who are named Thaddeus often uh, were challenged at childbirth, but uh, I made it through. And another Thaddeus, a Thaddeus. Thaddeus Young. I'll go with Thaddeus Young. Go on the NBA. Yeah. All right. No Thad Mata. No Thad, Thad Bosley. Oh, I, I, and I'm friends yeah. with Thad Bosley. And I, uh, Thad Mata was uh, 
I just was watching him last night on the sidelines. All right, famous stats. We covered pretty pretty nice job. Yeah. We broke out one we can't yeah. spell, and everybody's currently Googling as uh, they try to figure out where that bridge, where is the bridge? Is it? It's, I think, in New York. New York? Yeah. All right. There yeah. you go. That's good information. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite baseball movie? You get to watch one baseball movie. What would it be? I would probably go... What was the one where the gorilla pl- or the uh, orangutan played third base? Was that Ed? Uh, I would I would not go with that one. <laughs> I, I would probably go. I'll say this. For anybody listening who was looking for a story tonight out of this show, that's the story right there. Ed. Uh, I would say Field of Dreams. Okay. A great book. Loved the book right. and then got a chance to see the movie, so really enjoyed it. You got a chance to sneak that one in in the yes. last 25 years. Yes. I, mean, a, I, don't know about, I, I don't know about you. I don't watch a ton of baseball movies. Sometimes yeah. the actual baseball play is challenging to watch. But, okay, Field yeah. of Dreams. But yeah. you're okay with the guys yeah. coming out of the corner yeah, yeah. and the fathers yeah. and sons. And, yeah. All right. I, that's, it rang true for me. Baseball, to me, was always about spending time with my dad. I'm going to tell you, don't overlook the metrics on that gorilla. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> the ring pretty, pretty, pretty good, good reach. war. Good reach. Yeah, pretty good war yeah. on the uh, gorilla last year. Uh, we were talking about the players' playlist. We've been hearing Brian Dozier's choices throughout the course of the night as bumper music. Uh, musically, for you, uh, one concert. You can go to one concert anywhere in the world, any place in time. You know, it doesn't have to be someone performing right now. What's your call? Where, where are you going front row seats to what concert? Uh, it doesn't matter if the person is currently with us. Uh, no, you could. we'll put you in a time machine with Mr. Peabody, and you can go back and watch whoever you want to. I feel like this is an important one. Uh, I'm going to go with Prince. I'll play to the uh, I'll play oh, to the home crowd. Wow. That, that's okay. That, It'd be highly entertaining. Highly, highly entertaining. entertaining. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Prince, that well done. That yeah. was really really well done. Thank you. Yeah, okay. That's, that's, Had to save myself after Ed. After <laughs> Ed, I think Ed and Prince would probably put on a pretty good show together. Yeah. So yeah. that we appreciate it. Three Thank cuts you. with uh, with that. You know why he was a pitcher. We want to thank that and Brian for joining us on Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins again next week. We're gonna have Paul Molitor and Joe Mauer right here six thirty to seven across our network, Facebook Live, and a streaming online for that and Brian. I'm Chris saying so long and home from Brisbane. This has been Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, presented by Discover St. Louis Park. Stay, shop, eat, and play comfortably close to Target Field. Find it all at discoverstlouispark.com. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.